For ladies from across the world We have come just to give a word Come one, come two, come all Ride with us and we won't let you fall Loving God is what we've come to do Head of fighting queens, oh that's the Hey guys, this is Jay Nice, and if you hear my voice, then it is time to open your heart and mind to receive the word. I pray that whatever you are dealing with gets easier as I share with you what was placed on my heart. Lord, I ask that you use me and grant our listeners serenity. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Greetings, family and friends. This month of October has literally flown by, and despite thinking positive, we are all aware that being optimistic doesn't prevent 100% of the undesirable outcomes. This is why we must all have a nevertheless mentality, which means in spite of what we are facing, we will persist regardless of opposition or fear of failure, and in some cases, actual failure. In this episode, we are going to address real-life problems such as burnout and depression that people are dealing with who may feel as if thinking positive doesn't make much of a difference. Burnout is characterized by emotional exhaustion due to prolonged stress. This is evident when people are just going through the motions of everyday life It could also show up as reduced sense of personal accomplishment, which also is known as inefficacy. And let me actually get the definition for inefficacy. Inefficacy means lacking the power to produce desired effects. Now, other characteristics of burnout are present when there is no meaning in your work. However, this is what makes burnout different from depression because burnout can be fixed by removing stress. For example, going on vacation and or being rejuvenated on on the weekend. Usually with burnout, your self-esteem is preserved. Some factors that lead to burnout are poor job fit, when your character and temperament doesn't match well with the demands of your job culture, when demands overcome your skills. This can be combated in multiple ways by um, making sure before you apply for a job or even if you are in a job, um, looking at the vision, the goals of the organization and um, seeing if it fits well with your belief system. I know it might be a little bit late if you are already in a company that do not align with your beliefs, but you this is when, you know, you can make the decision to, you know, look elsewhere. Um now, of course, you're going to have to pray about that before because nobody can tell you um what you should and should not do um other than God. So Be prayerful about it if you feel like that's something that you need to do. Um, 
something else we could do though to cope with our work environment is compose a personal development plan. Now, this requires honesty because you will have to be able to address your immunity to change. This can be done by writing down one to three improvement goals, then write the things you do that work against your goals. Next, you write down your competing commitments that compete for your time. And notice how your competing interests might affect your ability to make changes. Once you are aware, you can become able to combat and strategize, of course, with God's help. These practical ways to combat burnout are also useful for depression as well. But the most important one is finding meaning and purpose in the work you do, whether it is in your home or outside of the home. Depression characteristics reveal that your body and mind are out of alignment. And this can vary from a common sad disorder, aka seasonal affective disorder, which is a mood disorder subset that presents itself in people who have normal mental health throughout the year, but exhibit depressive symptoms at the same time each year, most commonly in the winter. And it can be um, shown up as heightened anxiety in the summertime. Um, so depression characteristics are depressed mood, low interest, appetite changes, sleep changes, being agitated easily, feeling worthless, um, suicidal thoughts, exhaustion, cynicism, and inefficacy as well. Um, now when going over these characteristics, I heard in my spirit, don't allow something that was meant to last for one season to define you just because you feel down now doesn't mean you should lose sight of your goals and vision that god has given you instead of claiming depression speak against it and claim your victory over it jesus was only able to heal the lame man at the pool of bethesda when he confirmed he wanted to be healed do you want to be healed and made whole if so you're definitely in luck because we serve a nevertheless God. You may have depression, but depression cannot have you. I decree and declare that you will be made whole and new in Jesus' name. I receive my healing right now. Even I and even famous people, you know, struggle with depression and burnout and, you know, all of the things that we feel like they are above, um, nobody you know is above it um it can it can the thoughts can always come up but we are above it you know once we take our authority you know and understand that we can put those depressed thoughts under our feet and we can speak against it and not allow it to come to pass in our lives you know um thank you god most of the characteristics of depression goes against who God says we are. For instance, in inefficacy, 
means the condition or state of being incapable of accomplishing or affecting anything. In other words, helplessness, inadequacy, powerlessness, uselessness. And when a person accepts and confirms these words, this is how the enemy is able to convince these souls that they that the world doesn't need them anymore. However, we know that God didn't make any extra people, so we all have a unique purpose in this earth. Now, to the non-believer, the feeling of inefficacy is valid because without God, we do indeed lack power to produce desired effects in our lives, which is why many fall victim to temporary desire effects that drugs produce. Don't fall victim to this phenomenon. Instead, let's do what we can and build our relationship with God, which helps us to connect to the true power source. Did you know that depression also spells I pressed on? This is exactly what Jesus did to prevent getting depressed at arguably the most stressful time in his life. I gathered this by reading Luke chapter 22, verse 44. Now, I'm going to give you a second to get to this because Luke chapter 22, this is very important. So um, if you can, please go with me to Luke 22. Now, for the sake of, um, I'll be reading that from the New King James Version. Um, so verse 44, it states which proves my um point but it says and being in agony he prayed more earnestly then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling falling down to the ground now prior to that Jesus told them the disciples to pray continually that you may not fall into temptation Right. So we're going to read verse 42, which is the one before that. I just had to make the point about him being in great agony. And and this is a very stressful time for him. So it says. um, Forty two says. Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Have you ever been so stressed out that you sweat and it poured like blood flowing to the ground? Other than when you're working out, that don't count. (laughs) Well, Jesus experienced severe mental and physical pain and suffering prior to enduring his crucifixion. Nevertheless, the resurrection still occurred, right? Talk about overcoming. Now, I just want us to go back for a moment. I don't want us to miss this. So it says, I'm going to read um, verse 45 now. It says, 
when he rose up from prayer and had come to his disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. Then he said to them, why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. Right? Well, technically, they already fell victim to the temptation because in their sorrow, they wanted to sleep it away. (laughs) Now, most of us are like the disciples who would rather sleep away our sorrows, which is the feeling of deep distress caused by loss, disappointment, or other misfortune. We have to take heed of Jesus's words and his actions by learning to pray away our sorrows. And just like Jesus kneeled down to pray saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then, then look, if we go back, we see an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. So, in this time when Jesus could have just fell victim to being depressed and lost hope and 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 just gave up, he pressed in even more, you know, to God. Like in that moment when the angel ap- appeared to him in verse 43, it says, "Then the angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him." And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Then when he arose, he went to his disciples and found them sleeping from their sorrow. But before he left, he had already told them, pray without ceasing, pray continuously, right? So that they won't enter into temptation. But they didn't listen. So, I'm sure, you know, most of us have fell victim to being depressed. The depression spirit allowed that to hover over us and made us just want to stay in bed all day, not shower, not sleep, not eat, just being a zombie, basically. Um, But that's the point of, of this message is the nevertheless moment. Jesus had a nevertheless moment at the Lord's Supper as well. Now, we 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 just saw a nevertheless moment, but I want to show another one. In um before this in Luke 22 um verse 26. So I'm going to read it. He was obedient to us. So in verse 21, this is my understanding of it. I said he was obedient to establish the foundational purpose he came for. But at that very moment, he knew his betrayer was among him. He went on to settle his disciples. Now, y'all, after this, right? After this. Okay, let me let me try to stay on track. I'm sorry. Bear with me. Bear with me because I'm. I'm so excited and I'm just, I I feel, I feel this text. I am feeling it. So, um, follow along with me. Um, so they were arguing about who was the greatest. Now we just talked about Jesus sweating so hard 
that it was comparative to blood flowing and blood, right? He was stressed out. He was going through a lot. And he still went on to settle his disciples' disputes about which of them were deemed as the greatest. Can you imagine how Jesus might have felt in that very moment? Here he was coming to terms with the fact that his life was about to be taken from him. And here go these mere mortals arguing about who is the greatest? The audacity. (laughs) Jesus goes on to give his unpopular opinion, as we would say nowadays, in verse 26, it says, but it is not to be this way with you. On the contrary, the one who is the greatest among you must become like the youngest and least privileged. And the one who is the leader, like the servant for who is greater, the one who reclines at the table or the one who serves. Is it not the one who reclines at the table, but I am among you as the one who serves. You are those who have remained and have stood by me in my trials. And just as my father has granted me a kingdom, I grant you the privilege that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. And you will sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Mm, 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 mm. Lord, have mercy. Thank you for your mercy and grace that abounds every day. Because... Jesus literally, this is one of the most stressful times in Jesus' life. And they didn't even understand the capacity of what was going on, what what Jesus was going through in that moment. But yet he still had patience for them to explain, right? They over here arguing about who the greatest and Jesus is the greatest of all times. He the GOAT. But he was so... Like, just gracious to them during that time. Like, oh my goodness, we have a lot to learn, y'all. We really do have a lot to learn. Um, So I'm going to go on. It says in verse 31, Simon, Simon, which is Peter, listen, Satan has demanded permission to sift all of you like grain, But I have prayed, especially for you, Peter, that your faith and confidence in me may not fail. And you, once you have turned back again to me, strengthen and support your brothers in the faith. So this is why we have to be prayed up, you know, be prayed up because Satan demanded permission to sift all of us like grain, right? And that means to separate something from the useful parts, right? So we cannot allow Satan to make us feel separated from ourselves. Like when you depressed, you in a state where you don't feel like yourself, you feel useless, worthless, you know, you are dealing with a lot. But this is exactly what Satan wants. He wants to um, make us think that we are useless and, and make us think that we better off dead than alive. But we all know that this is a lie. So going back to the practical ways to overcome depression, 
which is prayer and fasting. Remind yourself of who God is and remind God of his promises. Seek God's strategy by spending time in his presence, laying your burdens at the throne of grace. Mm. So I'm reading this book. It's called, um, it's like Hannah's anointing, I believe. And we all know, um, Hannah went through a barren season in her life where she was, she was, um, infertile, um, right. And she couldn't bear children. She couldn't bear fruit. Right. And she was married to a man who had another wife who was having kids, Penina and Penina would taunt Hannah. Penina would, you know, say everything to make Hannah feel bad about herself. And Hannah could have easily been depressed, right? She could have easily just ate her life away, right? But Hannah pushed back from the plate. Hannah left when she could have said something real mean and and snide and, and just said something real nasty to Panina. She could have went off on her, but no, she kept her cool and she went and laid down her burdens at the altar, went and, 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 and cried out to God, you know, and really, really changed her whole perspective about why she wanted to have a child in the first place. Hannah literally sacrificed her wants for God's wants, her will for God's will, right? She didn't just want a son to uh, shut Penina up. No, she wanted a son for the glory of God to be done, right? She gave back what God gave to her. And oh my God, that is very profound because not many of us would give back to God what he gave to us. Mm. Mm. Whether that be your time, your talents, your skills, your abilities, your gifts, whatever God blessed you with, whatever God gave you, will you give it back to God? Mm. Listen, I won't go in there, but the Holy Spirit is moving. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. So I just want to read a little. Let me actually get the um, information for this book so I can cite my sources um, because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I look, we got to give people their correct, um, references. So the book is called Becoming a Woman of Resilience, Fulfillment, and Fruitfulness. Yeah, it's called The Hannah Anointing and it's by Michelle McLean Walters. Now, y'all. I just want to read a little bit of it because this is so good. Oh my gosh. So when the the third um practical way to like fight it was let the warrior within you arise to hear God's strategy. Now um a, in second chronicles Chapter 20, verse 8 to 9 states, And they dwell in it, 
and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence for your name is in this temple and cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and save. Mm. This is what we must do. So now the book says, as you come to understand the Lord's strategies for you in this season, I challenge you to wake up and speak to the warrior inside of you. Let that warrior understand that whatever the enemy is saying against you won't work. The Bible says that we should not be ignorant of the enemy's schemes in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. You should have a level of discernment and know when the devil is taking aim at you. If you've walked with God for some time, then you may be getting to a place where you understand how the spirit realm works. You already know that when you're ready to break through into something, the devil starts to talking to you. It's not going to work. You won't break through. God is not going to come through for you this time. Don't waste your time praying and fasting. Praising him won't work. Hmm. How many of us have heard that before from the devil? Hmm. Good thing you are over there and I'm over here because you don't have to feel bad. We all have struggled with different things. So I'm going to go back to the text now. Don't waste your time praying and fasting and praising and worshiping. It's too late for you. Your time has passed. Nobody wants to hear your voice. I like to step back when I hear the devil talking to me. I might let him talk for a day. She said she might let him talk for a day. Listen, the devil ain't got a day to play with me. He got a minute or so. Okay? Because I need to hear what God what he's saying and discern what's coming against me. But once I get a revelation of what weapon he's sending, I cry out to the Lord because he will hear and save. I listen for the strategy of the Lord and look in the arsenal of weapons he provided me and I go to war. You must do the same thing. The Lord will give you a revelation on how he wants you to stand against your enemies. Do not be afraid. He has trained your hands for war. The psalmist says it like this. He trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have also given me a shield of your salvation and your right hand upholds and sustains me. Your gentleness, your gracious response when I pray makes me great. You enlarge the path beneath me and make my steps secure so that my feet will not slip. I pursued my enemies and overtook them. And I did not turn back until they were consumed. Mm. That was Psalm 18, 30, verse 34. Um, Let the spirit of this passage arise within you in this season. Call forth for that warrior. Look up at the enemy boldly in the eye and say, Are you trying to seduce me, devil? Are you mad because it's my time? Are you trying to convince me and say there's nothing for me? Well, there must be something for me because I, if it wasn't, you wouldn't be saying anything. 
let him know that you have an unshakable faith and you know what is going to work because God is faithful to complete the work that he has begun in you in Philippians 1 and 6. Cry out for justice and wait for God's judgment. Mm. The next one, it says, release a spirit of praise and worship and glory in advance of victory. Mm. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Take position and stand still. Believe God and worship again. Yes. (laughs) So, y'all, this book is amazing. Um, so like I said, we all have probably dealt with depression, um, and burnout, but we have the tools to combat it. And if you don't, you know, you, I'm sure you research everything else, look up something to help yourself. And when you do your goals and you do your personal development plan, actually be honest when you are uh, writing down your co- co- competing commitments. Um, I know most people may be mothers, sisters, brothers, cousins, aunties, and you have, you know, priorities. So make write down what's competing for your time. And then that way you can, you know, learn to set boundaries and have time management skills. Um, like make a schedule for yourself. Make a schedule to sleep, you know, have good sleep, seven to nine hours. Well, I'll say seven to eight hours, but for me, I, mine is seven to nine hours for me to get some good sleep. Um, exercise 30 minutes to an hour, this relieves stress, um, 10 to 15 minutes to decompress and meditate and pray. If you don't have time to, you know, do like a full 30 minute to an hour session, that's fine. As long as you find time to spend with God, find time to be silent, find time to listen, you know, for the Holy Spirit to speak to you, you know, um, another practical way is the Headspace app. It helps you to do deep breathing exercises. And I used to use it a few years ago. I haven't used it uh, recently, so I'm sure they have an updated version now. But um, those are ways, you know, that you can um, work, work toward becoming the best version of yourself. Um, I know it's it's hard to think optimistically when you're dealing with, you know, depression or burnout or any of these things, but you just got to put things into perspective. You know, it's all about perspective. Ask God for wisdom and he will give it to you. Um, so with that being said, let me get back on track. So I was going to give another nevertheless moment, but since November is um, actually nevertheless November, I'm just going to stick with the little teaser um, 
and then I'll go more deeper in in detail. Um, and I'm sure my sisters in Christ will do the same. So you guys are in for a treat this next upcoming. Um, I know that some of us have not accepted Jesus in our lives. And I just want to give you an opportunity. If you feel called, then I would like to read with you Romans 10 and 9. It says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So I would like to say a short salvation prayer with you. It says, Dear Lord Jesus, and you can repeat after me, Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Please forgive me and come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now help me to live for you the rest of this life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. Put your faith over fear and remember, you got this. Jay Nice loves you to life. Until next time. For ladies from across the world, we have come just to give a word. Come one, come two, come all. Ride with us and we won't let you fall. Loving God is what we've come to do. Head of fine queens, oh, that's the key.